This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello, hello. And, oh, happy day. Yes, this is a day that God has made. Um, I am rejoicing in this day. God is good anyhow. Um, I'm thankful that I've made it through another week since uh, the passing of my hubby. I'm still here. Um, Last week, I began ending our tribute to Minister Chris, my wonderful, handsome hubby, and um, he, as I stated last week and as we have um, posted for some time now, he went home to be with the Lord on uh, September 22nd of this year. And so what I want to do tonight is finish up what I didn't get to do last week. Um, I didn't get to read his life reflections. Um, I didn't actually title it as an obituary. Um, That would probably be uh, one one name for it. But um, I created a short story about his life um, that we put in his program when we had his services, and that's what I want to read to you tonight um, because I didn't get to it last week. I didn't even think about it. I don't think last week I had time, and I didn't think about letting you all know, though, that um, it is cold on this side of the world, and um, it's getting cold. We've had some rain, and so I am sipping uh, some chai tea my hot tea, some chai tea with vanilla flavoring. I've been drinking uh, cocoa here this past week because it's just been, um, you know, a little chilly, and that cocoa just gives you that warm, cozy sort of feeling. But right now, I've got my chai vanilla tea, okay? So if you haven't got yours, you need to wait till the break unless you can multitask and get your hot beverage or your favorite beverage, depending on on what you like, (laughs) and open your ears, okay? Oh, yeah, I just looked at my notes, and I just remember, too, that last week I was telling you how Chris got COVID, and I'm pretty sure I told you that he got it working at our church, um, the church the church that we have have been um, had been serving at, in addition to equipping the saints' ministries, 
And I don't think that I told you that um, a total of six people ended up infected with the COVID uh, virus, the COVID-19 virus. Um, If I did, then forgive me. I'm just kind of repeating and, like, recapping before I move on. So, yes, out of our small, tiny congregation of barely 10 people, we had six people test positive, which is basically over half of our congregation. Two of those were um, some of Chris's family members, my in-laws. Two of them were uh, church um, people that people that uh, were member. One was a member of the church, and one was his uh, daughter who was visiting at the time and used to come regularly but hadn't been there in a while. And then, of course, myself and Chris made up the 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 sixth uh, the sixth number. So as you can guess, if you didn't listen last week, I overcame it. Um, the Lord saw fit to keep me here <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I must have a purpose to continue what um, Chris and I started, and my honey um, decided to check out. Um, I was telling my kids that when we saw the beautiful glow that was on his face um, the night before he passed, or should I say the afternoon before he passed, I felt like he had um, already experienced the presence of the Lord. He was already in the presence of the Lord, and... um, he just decided, you know what, it's 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 beautiful over here. It's beautiful, it's everything and more than I thought it would be and I told them I think he might have had a conversation with the Lord and said, um, you know, well what about my family? You know, what about my wife? Because he loved me dearly and he loved our kids and um he made that very clear and I think the Lord told him, you know, they'll be all right. Um Although I, I I have asked the Lord why why he felt that was the case, but I'm just saying that jokingly because of course it's hard to do um, to move on without my hubby. But anyway, um, he looked so beautiful and so peaceful, and he was literally glowing. So what I want to do tonight, like I said, is wrap up this tribute so that we can. Um, move on and I can continue to do some other uh, beneficial things. So here we go. Um, With the reflections, I really, really wanted to express my love for Chris and um, do it in a unique way. And that's why I chose not to just write an obituary, but I wrote a short story. So let me get to it so we don't run out of time tonight, okay? Remembering Christopher, husband, father, son, brother, minister, and friend. Christopher Edward Jones was formed in his mother's womb, and his life and purpose were established August 9, 19. 61. He was the firstborn son of the marriage union between Edward and Jesse Jones, 
and the middle child of Edward and Jesse's children. He entered this life fighting for his place as he suffered an injury at birth that threatened his life, but God had a plan. He was a meek and quiet son. He admired his father and inherited his warmth, hospitality, wisdom, mechanical skills, vocal abilities, love for cooking, love for fishing, and his dedication to his family and to God. I'm going to insert here. Um, at his celebration, we had uh, 11 different stations of posters, life photos, uh, photos of his life and these different aspects of his life. <laughs> his um, cooking, some of his photos of things and dishes that he cooked and uh, the fish that he caught and um, ministry endeavors that we had done together and been a part of, like our trip to Jamaica and church planting. So back to the story, okay? He loved and reverenced his mother and inherited her wit, artistic abilities, like sewing, and her love for God. He called her the Queen Bee. He was not especially fond of school and often daydreamed about drawing and became a very talented artist in his own right. He did develop a love for music because his parents introduced him to playing the bass in church with his brothers. He played so well that he was asked to play professionally at the age of nine. Piano became his second instrument because he lost interest in piano after he suffered the loss of his beloved sister Terry, also at the age of nine. He carried the burden for Terry's passing into his adult years as she was in his care at the time of her passing. <clears throat> in case you don't know it, the um, the music for our intro to the show and the commercials um in our um in our program were done by Chris the the guitar that's playing when I'm singing that was done by Chris and that's his voice doing our commercials <laughs> later who he would save his brother Craig from a similar fate by driving him to the hospital after Craig encountered a bee sting. I forgot to insert that Craig was allergic to bees and bee stings. He didn't have his license at the time, but he, Chris, accepted the risk, and a police officer ended up supporting his efforts to get his brother to the hospital safely. Nine seemed to be a significant year for Chris because it was during that season of his life that he really began to know God. His godly foundation was laid by his parents and built upon by the ministries of pastor at the time, Nehemiah Reinhardt Sr., Evangelist Eddie F. Sutherland, and missionary slash brother Harry Das. 
he loved going to in Reinhardt, Nehemiah Reinhardt's church, Solid Rock Baptist Church, playing music with the pastor's sons, having a church family, and more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. Thank God I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com, the show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, picking up where I left off at, I am reading uh, the short story that I wrote for uh, Christopher's program um, as part of the um, tribute that we did to him for his homegoing. So picking up where I left off, I'm going to read, he loved going to Nehemiah Reinhardt's church, Solid Baptist Church, playing music with the pastor's sons, having a church family, and learning about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
He often spoke about E.F. Sutherland's powerful and anointed teaching, mercy or judgment, get in or get out. God ain't hard up. You can play with a toy, but you can't play with God. And Brother Eddie's preaching, and he was mesmerized by Brother Das teaching as he illustrated with drawings, and Chris loved to draw. <clears throat> These men laid hands on Chris and confirmed his calling to the ministry and work of Jesus Christ when he was just a boy. In high school, he became interested in basketball and more interested in cooking as he bragged about working at the Chesapeake Seafood Restaurant as a young man. He was a professional crab cracker and eater. He was truly grateful his cousin Pete took him to get his driver's license. I could ad-lib, but I won't because I'm going to run out of time if I do. His young life was troubled by the loss of his sister, being the middle son, the roughness of living in Washington, D.C., and the turmoil of the civil rights movement. He often reflected on seeing the military vehicles riding in the streets. Their presence was needed to suppress the unrest at the time. How he witnessed a man beat another man and put a gun to his head as a youngster. How he was assaulted in an alley by three teens and how he hated what he saw growing up in D.C. This trouble is what led him to join the military. Encouraged by a neighborhood friend's father, Chris joined the United States Air Force. He worked on missiles and space maintenance systems as a maintenance craftsman for nine years, fuel system specialist for four years, and finally as a liquid fuels maintenance specialist. During his time in the military, he received continuous recognition in the form of medals and awards, for example, the Air Force Achievement Medal, Air Force Commendation Medal, Air Force Longevity Service Award, and Air Force Overseas Short Tour Ribbon. There was actually more than that, but I just couldn't fit it all in in this eight-page um, uh, story. He served at Little Rock Air Force Base in Arkansas, Kunsan Air Base in South Korea, Grand Forts Air Force Base in North Dakota, and Vandenberg Air Force Base in Lompoc, California, where he finally retired as a technical sergeant after 20 years of military service to his country. During his time in the military, he played basketball, developed his three-point shot, coached basketball, learned to cut hair, and became the personal barber for many of his friends and associates. Switched from the bass to playing the lead guitar, played and served at various chapels. He married his first wife, Leslie, and had his beautiful son, Ephraim, which became my son. The marriage failed and wounded him deeply, thus he gave himself the nickname president of the Women's Haters Club, but for a season. 
I changed all that. (laughs) He committed himself to raising his son for the next eight years. His uncle Richard encouraged him to wait on God for a godly new wife, and he waited. He also developed meaningful relationships with his boys, military brothers, Kimmy, Bailey, Tyrone, Demons, Big C, Larry, Quincy, and countless others. His ball players, Andre, Desi, Jacob, Jason, McFarlane, Clower, Hoadley, Quincy, Rod, Jeffrey, Gilliam, countless others, and their families that remain to this day. Those relationships helped to fulfill him until and after he met the love of his life, Diane S. Jones. That would be me, (laughs) y'all. Chris met Diane around July 3rd, 1997, and later told her he knew she would become his wife at first sight. Like Chris, Diane had been broken by a previous marriage, and she was suspicious of his intentions. He proved to be a stand-up guy, kind-hearted, and everything Diane had prayed for. Although Chris and Diane both got saved in their youth, life had challenged their walk with God, but it was Chris that told Diane, anyone who married him must also serve the Lord, so Diane followed his lead. They became engaged on Valentine's Day, 1998, I probably should have said they were engaged, but oh well, and later married August 15, 1998. Diane gave Chris a beautiful daughter named Chanel, and now their family was complete, so it seemed. On Valentine's Day of 1999, while ministering music at Johnson Temple, Church of God in Christ, Chris and Diane were overwhelmed by the message of Calvin Peterson and the Holy Spirit and both rededicated their lives to the Lord. They joined Lompoc Church of God in Christ under Pastor L.V. and Jackie Jackson, where they served in music ministry and as ministers. Diane accepted her call to ministry and was ordained December 1999. Chris continued to live righteously and served in music ministry at their church, but he resisted the call to become a, quote, minister, unquote, until 2005. He loved God, but despised the confinement of organized religion and had a hard time reconciling these two extremes. Chris retired from the U.S. Air Force in 2000 and decided to embark on a new career. Because of his sister's early death, he became interested in the funeral business and desired to open his own funeral home that he hoped would be operated by his immediate family one day. He did not achieve that goal, but he did become a crematory manager, a licensed pre-planning agent, and assisted the funeral directors he worked for with excellence and a personal touch that comforted many hearts. He served in the funeral business for nine years. 
In 2005, while living in Lompoc, California, Chris reluctantly expanded his ministry of carefree servanthood to include his wife's vision for their own ministry, Equipping the Saints Ministries. As stated before, he loved God but hated anything that seemed to be religious, meaning ritualistic but lacking the love and essence of God. He voiced concerns that he was not called to the pulpit, but only to serve in a hands-on way. This turned out to be exactly what he and Diane were led by the Lord to establish. Their ministry would be a movement, not a church. It would be hands-on, not surface. It would incorporate their gift of love for others, hospitality, transparency, and of course, music, ministry, teaching, etc. They would equip and mature God's people not only to complete works, but to love God and love one another. They began holding Bible studies in their home that always included good food and good fellowship. Participants often didn't want to leave. Staying until late at night knowing they had to get up early the next day. They did continue to serve and support local ministries whenever the opportunity arose. January 2007, while still in Lompoc, they helped good friends Charles and Ramika White plant a church called Liberty Christian Center in South Dakota and supported the work of elder-slash-teacher Minister Gatewood and wife Elnora Gatewood for a season. If you all recall, Miss Eleanor has been on the program with us. Um, in support of Diane's career, they moved to Santa Paula, California. This is when he, Chris, began working in the funeral business. He also served in the music ministry and they supported. St. Paul Baptist Church under Broderick A. Huggins as ministers while there. Okay, we're getting ready to go to the break in a few seconds here. In 2009, the Lord told Chris and Diane it was time. Time to relocate to Maryland so they could assist Chris' parents with Anacostia International Assemblies of God. The church they had founded in Southeast D.C. many years before as they were up in age. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, 
a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from authorhouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A Black Nurse. <laughs> Thank God I am free. I am Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm picking up where I left off. Um, we are ending the tribute tonight to Minister Chris. I didn't get to read the short story that I prepared for him during his um, uh, homecoming events, and so I'm trying to um, present that story to you all, and I'm trying, trying to hold back tears as I listen to that beautiful guitar that was my hubby on guitar. <laughs> he used to play that song um, not only for our radio ministry, but it was a very um, impactful song in our lives. Um, so here we are. Um, back to the reflections. Only Chris' love for the Lord and for his parents and family could have compelled him to return to Washington, D.C., and only Diane's love for him and the Lord could effect the same response. Diane had been reluctant to make that move, but eagerly embarked on this new path to support her husband and fulfill what they believed to be God's plan for them. By faith, they packed up and relocated <laughs> all the way from sunny California, y'all, to Four Seasons, <laughs> East Coast, Maryland. To Chris' disappointment, he was still the middle son, quote, middle son, unquote, and the horrors of D.C. hadn't changed, so he did what he always did. He lived. He began working in fuels again at Andrews Air Force Base, but later transitioned to the Department of Veterans Administration, also known as the Department of Veterans Affairs. Um, established new friends and family relationships. Chris didn't meet strangers. Um, when he met you, it was like you knew him for 20 years. <laughs> he expanded Equipping the Saints Ministries, which included adding a radio program Yay, here we are, here we are, here we are, still 10 years later. <coughs> and September was 10 years. Ten, Yeah, September was 10 years. 
okay, men's Bible study, basketball as an outreach, served and supported Anacostia International Assemblies of God, his parents' church, as able, completed educational requirements for becoming a certified minister through the Potomac School of Ministry, served and supported local ministries, helped plant a ministry in Solomon's Island led by Pastors Darrell and Kimberly Elliott, and joined the band with Tiny, Foxworth, Sam, Dave, Perry, and much later, Ruth. He established the Falcons and fulfilled his dream of coaching at the all-armed forces level. Family was very important to Chris. He loved Diane, the love of his life, and once told her brothers it was his job to keep a smile on his wife's face, and he did just that. Sorry about that. I thought I had turned my phone down. Y'all. Um, one second here. I just rejected that, and let me turn that down. I guess I'm a little scatterbrained. I thought I had turned that phone down. So, and he did just that. He treated her like a queen, and she treated him like her king. They started out as friends and became all that a marriage is intended to be. He loved his children and fully gave himself to them. He put their needs before his, imparted his wisdom to them, and always supported their efforts. Chris was father, brother, uncle to Diane's ten siblings and extended family and embraced them as his own. He became a foster parent to 17 children of various ages and maintained relationships with several of them until his passing. When his only granddaughter, Nevaeh, finally came along, he voiced his thanks to God that God saw fit for him to become a grandfather and let everyone know she had him wrapped around her finger and that he would be getting a shotgun to ward off any threats to her well-being. <laughs> she was beautiful when she was born, and she's still beautiful. <laughs> Years later, he did purchase several shotguns. Chris was a man of many talents. He was an accomplished musician who played bass, lead guitar, the keyboard, and he sang. He was also a DJ. Music was a huge part of his life and ministry. He grew up playing gospel, but loved the sounds of Nat King Cole and Diana Reeves. He loved jazz, clean R&B, some pop, and even some country. He's played with musicians in various parts of the world, and he's often compared to famous men like George Benson and B.B. King. His food palate was just as varied. He was a successful coach and mentor to the Air Force basketball community. He coached men's basketball at the Air Force varsity level. He coached women's basketball at the all-armed forces level and even coached at the youth-aged community level with his boy, Sherman Vernon, when he lived in Lompoc, California. 
He loved his Vandenberg Hawks. Hawks for life. Caw-caw! Caw-caw! <laughs> they were Hawks. And later, his Andrews Falcons. He often compared the two because they were opposites in every way. He achieved a 46-0 and season coaching the Hawks, who were established when he came along. The Falcons were hand-picked, carved out, developed, and fashioned by Chris's apostolic anointing because Andrews didn't have a team when he arrived in 2009. He decided the base needed a team. He told them so and told them he was their new coach and proceeded to build the team from scratch, mentoring and shaping the young lives of the men in the process. (laughs) I was so impressed with him when he did that because it was a difficult task. It was not an easy thing, and it was something that took years to for him to succeed at, but he stuck with it, and um, he even met resistance because he was told that um, they didn't want a team. The official that he spoke with told him that they were not going to have a team, and Chris told him, well, you've got a problem then because I'm your new coach. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was my hubby. So he was a loyal employee and impactful friend to many. Um, His job at the Veterans Administration actually um, pulled together, his, his coworkers pulled together and gave a beautiful donation to our efforts to memorialize him in a special way. And so we rented a beautiful hall, and um, it was just gorgeous. Um, We didn't want to be limited to to the two typical two hours that you're granted in 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 a church, including including the the mother church that, that is over Anacostia. They had a large enough facility, but they did not have the... um, availability of time or the decor that I was looking for. And so this was actually beautiful, and I'm getting off topic here, but if you would like to see the service, you can go to Equipping the Saints Ministries Facebook page, and it is posted on that page. You'll have to scroll back for it. You know, um, it was dated October 8th, but I didn't get it posted until um a few days later, I don't remember the exact date, but if you'd like to see it, you can see it, and you can see how beautiful it was. Okay. That's how much his employees, his coworkers, I mean, that's the type of employee he was because his coworkers um, donated um, a, a wonderful financial gift to our efforts to, to um, you know, to honor him and to send him out with a, with what he deserved. Um, some of his friendships began in childhood and remain until this day. 
he re- he reconnected with Eddie Smith when he returned to Maryland, and he recently reconnected with Rick Arcusa, a tearful reunion. These were some of his childhood friends that he knew since he was a boy. And Malcolm Walker, a very special childhood friend that he used to draw with. Chris had just got to um, reconnect with Malcolm Walker last year at his class reunion. And they were just like two peas in a pod. (laughs) It was really um, a pleasure to watch and to be a part of. Only his close family and intimate friends knew of his health issues. We did talk a little bit about that on the show from time to time. Um, Because, I'm sorry, let me read. Of his health issues, aches and pains, because he didn't complain. We did discuss it a little bit, but he wasn't a complainer. He pressed through the pain. He pressed through the discomfort. And he was determined to live life to the fullest, and that he did with excellence, passion, love, humility, and grace. You would not have known it to see Chris's um, countenance and his disposition. He was a very happy, friendly, um, loving man. Um, he was he was a strong man. He wasn't a wuss by any means, but he was a kind-hearted, loving <sighs> mixture of a man. <laughs> um, just looking at some of his pictures, because we had gobs of pictures um, in all of his different faces, um, smiles and expressions um i'll be back after the break (laughs) has a tragic past shattered your future or your now don't let it this is i'm not the woman i used to be i'm free with minister diane jones And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day, not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? Can a sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, and any major bookstore. Overcoming Sexual Abuse. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. 
Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, I'm going to try to um, wrap this up. I believe I'm going to be able to do it. Um, I'm reading the short story of the tribute that uh, I wrote regarding my hubby, Christopher Jones, Minister Chris, um, for his homegoing service. So let me pick it up where I left off. Only his close family and intimate friends knew of his health issues, aches, and pains because he didn't complain and was determined to live life to the fullest. And that he did with excellence, passion, love, humility, and grace. Christopher leaves to mourn his wife, children, countless family, friends, associates, and loved ones. A minister is a servant of God, one who must serve God's people and God's purpose. Chris was a true minister of Jesus Christ and that he served God, his families, his country, his ballplayers, veterans, and all those he loved throughout his life. And he eventually gave his life in service to the Lord as he cried contracted COVID-19 while serving and honoring his parents' legacy at Anacostia International Assemblies of God. Chris departed his temple September 22, 2020. In his program, I had included a copy of this card that someone had given to us, to him, and to me. Um, many, many years ago, um, they gave one with his name and the meaning of his name, and then they gave me one with the meaning of my name. So his card says, Chris, believer in Christ. I've read other cards that also said his name meant Christ bearer, the bearer of Christ, the bearer of the mission of Christ. 
But this one says, Believer in Christ, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Fine, fine print here. It looks like it is. Um, oh, my goodness, that is so small I can't even see it. Uh, oh, well, I don't know where I put my um, magnifying glass. I want to say Isaiah 41 and 10. <laughs> okay. And then the final statement, the final sentence. Chris finished his course. He kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for him a crown of righteousness. Amen. Amen. My beautiful husband left here with a glow on his face, looking like he was 29 years old and as though he had not a care in the world. Um, he had a serious battle with COVID. He ended up on ventilator, the ventilator, and he had tubes everywhere. And um, I won't get into all those details, details, but by the time he passed, you could not tell that that is what he had gone through. He looked so peaceful and at rest. And so I read the final um, poem that we inserted. Until we meet again, those special memories of you will always bring a smile. If only we could have you back for just a while. Then we could sit and talk again just like we used to do. You always meant so very much and always will too. The fact that you're no longer here will always cause us pain, but you'll remain forever in our hearts until we meet again. I am truly honored that he chose me to be his wife, that the Lord prompted him to choose me to be his wife, to be his companion in this life. I truly miss him. And I look forward to reuniting with him in heaven when my time comes. I know that according to Scripture, we won't be husband and wife. There will be no need for that. But um, we will know each other, and I am sure that um, I will enjoy his company um, in a brotherly way <laughs> as much as I did in a... Um, wifely way. Um, you can still view his teachings. On our show page, you can see that we have a YouTube channel, and we did um, quite a few videos about um, spiritual warfare, about uh, the prophet and prophecy. There's actually a message on there from way back, I believe it was around 2014 when we very first started the channel, where Chris actually um, preached a message about the blood of Jesus Christ, and I preached a message about abundant life, and um, so you can hear his teaching there. And then on our uh, Facebook page, 
like I said, you can all some of those some of those uh, teachings are on the Facebook page as well. But you can also hear him singing. I uploaded one of his videos with him playing guitar and singing. Um, just to be close to you, he was worshiping in his own private time, actually, and he just happened to record that video. And um, I actually play it um, some nights when I'm having a hard time. I turn it on, and I play it, and I listen to it, and it helps to relax me and helps me to go to sleep, and it helps me to feel um, close to him. Um and what else is, oh, and I was just going to remind you, too, that the uh, the service is on the Facebook page. His homegoing service is on the Facebook page. Uh, when you look it up, it'll say homegoing service for Minister Chris, and it'll say Evangel was, a, was live because we um, had, we, we paid Evangel, the Mother Church of Anacostia, we paid someone to actually record it for us. So um, um, I hope you check it out. It was absolutely beautiful. And basically that concludes that concludes our tribute to Christopher. Um, we had tremendous love and support from his ball players, from his co-workers, from um, um, my family, from um, just just people that he's touched down just over the years, and and it truly truly helped us to to get to this point. Um, so in the in the uh, program, of course, I acknowledge the family of Christopher Edward Jones. We'd like to thank you all for the tremendous love and support you have shown our family during our time of bereavement. And like I said, we had um, stations of photos displaying his life. I do plan on um, making available some of the sayings that Chris used to say or that or that we shared between each other. I plan on, you know, putting together, creating some T-shirts or um, some other uh, keepsakes that I would like to make available on the on the program. I have some people in mind to help me get that done, but um, I'm just going to believe the Lord for um, bringing that to pass. And when I do, I pray that you all will support that effort because, of course, now I have the uh, assignment to continue the program, to continue the program. We very rarely ask for... Um, Donations on this program, the commercial does does address that point, and we do have a donate, a PayPal donate button on our show page, um, so you can go to our show page and make donations. It would be great if you could make donations in Chris's honor, um, so that we can keep the program going. I trust that if the Lord wants us to continue to do this, that he will make it possible. Um, he's kept us on here all this time, and thus far I'm not feeling any reason to um, to um, end the work. Okay? So with that being said, people, we hope to move on. I'm planning on having a guest to, to um, join me when I do come back, 
I am going to be off next week. I'm going to have to play an encore. I'm going to be off. I'm going to go spend some time with my daughter and my grandbaby. And after that, I hope to come back and have a guest on that tells me that she has medical proof, and it's in her medical record, that she died seven times, that she died seven times, and each time she was in the presence of the Lord instantly, and she told me what a wonderful experience that was. And she told me this during the time that we had lost Chris, and she was sharing it with me to encourage me so that I would know that death for a believer, death for a Christian, is not a painful, scary experience. And it was truly a blessing for me, and it coincided with what I saw on Chris's countenance. So I asked her to please be a guest on my show. So I'm going to be working on that in the next couple of weeks, okay? If you haven't voted yet, people, this is the night before the election. It's a very important election. Get out and vote righteous values. I just love you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.